Charlie Leone, he spent most of his time in the beginning of his career going from uh, the Golden Eagles of Marquette to the Fire Academy, back and forth, back and forth. That's like his whole transfer history for the first four years. Nice. So there's something to think about. That is something to think about. He was drafted by the Sounders. Hmm. Good for him. <laughs> then on February 15th, 2017, Charlie Leon was sent to Orange County. What else do you know about Charlie Leon? What don't I know about Charlie <laughs> Leon? It is interesting that he's only 1.88 meters tall. <laughs> <laughs> Presented by the Brotherly Game, we are AJ and Luke. This is May 14th. This is our 16th episode. Jersey number 16 for the Union has been worn by a bunch of guys. Um, let's see. Most recently, it was worn by Richie Marquez, um, who currently has no club. I remember we were at the first game he was in. That got, He got put in during a Toronto game. Oh, yeah. And, and like immediately he looked good. Yeah, remember right that. away we we were like, wow, this guy's yeah, this like guy's got game. we got something here with him. Yeah, and, and I still it, think he was good. I don't know why he doesn't have a club. I, maybe he's doing something else besides soccer, but he's yeah, good. yeah. We didn't dive in too much, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So right now he doesn't have a club. Uh, Josh Yarrow wore sixteen. He's with San Antonio FC. Don Anding wore number sixteen. He currently is without a club. Jorge Ber- Perlaza wore the number sixteen. Next to him, it said career break. So. Maybe That's not good. <laughs> I don't know. Take that as you will. Uh, Velko Panovic wore number 16. He might be the most notable. Mm-hmm. As a, I'd say the next guy might be. Maybe. But he, he won a European championship with the under, yeah. uh, was under 20 Serbian team. And mm-hmm. now he's the Chicago Fire coach, of course. And the last one is Michael Orozco. Um, still playing in Liga MX for Lobos BUAP. Nice. Cool. So, nice little crew there. Yeah. Um, a lot of defenders. A lot of defenders. Yeah. I don't remember Don Anning or Jorge Plaza. No need to. Yeah. But I don't know what they played, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Let's, yeah, no need to go down there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to be reviewing the Toronto game. Uh, we got kind of a grab bag of things to talk about with yeah. that. Uh, some goodbyes, a welcome, um, some puppy yoga, and then a Seattle preview. Nice. Maybe even some listener questions whoa whoa we have those (laughs) (laughs) all right so we played toronto the only team that was ahead of us on points per game and some people thought that was important but we proved to them that it was not we are the first place team for a reason yeah i'm really uh, yeah now i'm now i'm just hoping for dc to drop some points so we can be first first place more than just goal differential yeah i think you saw mls put out the standings and said that we are both in first yeah. place. And, and like, I get it. We have the same points, but you know, we're that there's a reason we're number one and they're number two. Yeah. That uh, goal differential is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, I still feel like this has to be one of the top goal differentials we've had. And I said, noticed that last week, but now it's obviously gotten better. So yeah, I feel like we're in uncharted territories for that. Yeah. I, th- I think <clears throat> we're, we're definitely at a high point for union fandom, union team. And I, I don't think anyone really has a reason to doubt this squad right now. Yeah. We went up to Toronto. We uh, got revenge. That's what we wanted. We wanted to beat the only team that really 
beat us at home. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so then we went there. We beat them at home. Um, nice two one win. Uh, so where to begin? We got a grab bag. The first thing that was kind of cool for us, and we got to live tweet the game for Brotherly Game. Oh, yeah. So if you were if you were on Twitter during <laughs> the game, you may have seen some. That was a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> it was a wild experience. <laughs> we're sitting there, um, passing the keyboard back and forth. Uh, trying to figure out how to spell Casper's name. He's so involved. I think we now. got it one of the times. Yeah, one of the times we did get it. And he's just so involved. You got to write it. Yeah. Um, put out some some funny little tweets. Halftime question for yeah. uh, the fans. And that got good reaction. Yeah. It was fun. I think it's a different way to take in a game. But it, it I don't know. It keeps you locked in. So that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So thanks, Brother League Game, for letting us be a part of that. Look yeah. forward to maybe doing it again in the future. Yeah. Um, if they let us. <laughs> if they let us. I don't know if they will. <laughs> uh, so what do you want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about the actual game. Actual game. So it it was a game that I don't know. It, I kind of felt like we never really had full control of because just because Toronto is good and playing at home, they kind of dictate the game. And uh, they kind of forced us to maybe not play the way exact, like play exactly what we want to play, you know, the high press, you know, keep possession when we can and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they kind of, Look, made us look more a little more uncomfortable. I felt like, and uh, but we handled that. I don't know. Like we just we figured it out. We, our defense held strong. I felt like they definitely had more possession. Definitely the first half and and what is, was uh, attacking us a lot. But our defense wasn't the cleanest. Wasn't the most tidy. But they held strong. They held it together to you know keep us in the game. And I think that's what's important when uh, when good teams are are playing well against. We just hold strong and and wait for the chances. And that's what we kind of did. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so we've kind of talked about how we're on this hot streak, but we've played really kind of a fortunate schedule. And then this was kind of our big test coming out with some easy games. And Toronto's definitely a good team. We were definitely on the back foot. Yeah. They were holding possession. Um, Cornell, he had to make some saves early on. Defense of players had to come up with some plays. Um, so, yeah, they definitely show that they definitely are a quality <laughs> squad. But going on the road and doing what we did, even not playing our best game and being able to dominate the way that we wanted to, it's a great um, kind of example of what to do on the road. You, you go into an opponent's team you kind of, or field, you absorb their attack, kind of take what they give you, and then uh, we, we counterattacked. We got a great goal. Wagner... Let's talk about that goal. That that run the from first Wagner. Goal, yeah. If you watch that replay, he makes that. So Wagner's run starts from pretty deep in our own half. Oh yeah. Uh, he just sees, I don't know, a lane up the left wing, and he just runs. And it was interesting. He kind of, I might be wrong, but he may he like he made that run inside. Inside. Yeah, and that's yeah. A, that's a, it's like overlapping run that runs inside the line rather than on the outside of the the player on the ball. And I think that's a really interesting uh and I probably and I feel like that throws off the defense a lot, but that's a that's a really cool run to see that for him to uh, for him to see. I don't I don't I don't know, that's a that's a really good uh that shows really good vision and skill from him. Yeah, and as a left-footed player, it's kind of interesting that he ran inside and then he'd have to kind of swing his body all the way around back to the outside in order to get the ball into his preferred left foot. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he did a great, uh, found the open space behind the defense, uh, got the ball, played it across and MLS claims it's a known goal, but yeah, all of Philadelphia union nation knows that Fafa scored that goal. 
Yeah. I, I mean, he he created that goal. He worked for that goal. I, and I and I agree. I I thought I agreed that it was his goal up until like that last replay I just saw before we recorded this. I, and I feel like I watched it like watched that goal like ten times. And and then that last one, I I realized that it was came off Mavinga's like right knee or something. But yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think this just kind of goes back to the overall thing that MLS hates my fantasy team. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to set my fancy team this week. <laughs> They're punishing you. <laughs> if you so, just set it, they would give, had, you, give us better results. Pretty sure I had stuff. Fafa, possibly even as my captain. So a goal would have been great, but, you know, <laughs> MLS going to do MLS. Yeah. And so, I don't know, we got a goal. <laughs> it counted for the union. Um, and then we gave up a free kick at the top of our box. And Pozuelo, one of the many blonde haired fellas out there yeah yeah what is up with this let's, let's take a little time out with toronto okay <laughs> let's derail this podcast so, real quick <laughs> let's get off it yeah, so toronto what are you doing okay yeah. you've got guy uh, everyone's head looks exactly the same on your yeah. on your team yeah it, you got simon bradley both bald guys with bald yeah. sometimes beards and then pozuelo Dyes his hair blonde, so yeah. he looks bald. And then well, I think Aro too. No, no, maybe not Aro. No, Who was another one? Their left back. I think their left back had blonde a blonde dye yeah. job on the top. And then Mavinga also had blonde hair, a little different because he's a black guy, so it's uh-huh. less uh, blends in with the other ones. But yeah, so it just kind of <laughs> remind me of like a. Are they all doing? The, just, they just all the ha- same hairstyle, so they're just yeah, doing one the same stylist. It's all making it the same. It's not Keegan Rosenberry. It's it's whoever they got doing their hair. <laughs> it's one thing, and that's what they do. Reminds me of when I was a travel team player growing up, and we'd all dye our hair blue to <laughs> go to like a tournament or something. And those are great times, good times. <laughs> so, let's go back to the game. Okay. Um, Pozuelo gets that free kick, and it was kind of like a weird free kick. He he, it was kind of taken lighter than I expected. Yeah, it was it was a genuine trip. Uh, sorry, chip. Chip. Yeah. Yeah, um, it just floated over the wall. Floated over the wall to the far post, away from Cornell, of course. Cornell almost got it. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that was, I don't know much about goalkeeping, so it's hard to, like, speak to that, but I feel like he got his footwork wrong because he was just kind of, like, I feel like his his body was moving faster than his feet were. So he was trying to dive for it, but his feet just weren't ready to, like, launch for it and stuff. So, yeah, I felt like he just got that wrong because it wasn't, like, in the perfectly in the top corner, it was just, you know, it was a nice shot. Maybe it caught him off guard, and that's what kind of, you know, made him kind of stumble with his feet. Yeah, a little bit of a change up thrown his way. Yeah, 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 definitely like a change up type uh, type shot. Um, but I have to ask, would Blake save that? Do you think? I, I feel like he would. It's you just kind of think that optimistically, but uh, I, I feel like that's just like a, a, the kind of save that Blake makes is he loves making those acrobatic mm-hmm. like diving saves and like that. That's like the perfect zone for him to make one of those like trademark Blake saves. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you never know. He he could not. He could also gotten gotten uh, you know, caught caught off guard with that kind of chip. Yeah, definitely. Um, so Blake is coming back next week, so that might kind of solve that up. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of think about it though. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because hear me out. So if Blake comes back, then Cornell goes to the bench, and then that's what's where does that leave Charlie Lee? 
You love Joe Leon. It's all he has been talking about this past like two weeks. So he wants to know everything about Charlie Leon. I mean, it's not that one. I I know everything about Charlie Leon at this point because I've looked it all up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, we got him until November thirtieth, two thousand nine. So that's good. So we got him for a while. The guy is a dupe machine. What if? Okay, so you know, okay, U.S. Open Cup. Oh yes, now I there, see. There there is a um, a restriction for how many internationals we can have, and Cornell's international. I think Blake is still international. He doesn't have a green card yet, right? I I, yeah, I think so. You're it right. Could be freeze and put Lion Leon on the bench and free up another uh, international spot for a field player. Wow, that could happen. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's exact like how his contract will work, but that I would, think I think you need to start with Leon. He's well, the hot hand. <laughs> right now I'm on transfer market and they have a thing where it's uh whom do you prefer? And I'm just jacking up Leon. It like hits him against other players and I'm trying to get his him to rise get up. It, the get his stack up. <laughs> it's um, gonna be him next to Allison Becker. <laughs> um so so we were talking about goalies. Uh it's one one at this point. Yeah. Wondering where's this game gonna go from here, and then Montero and Casper combine for a fantastic give and go. Oh, I love it! Yeah, and it starts off even better with a Meg of Michael Bradley from a Bedoya passes through Michael Bradley's legs to uh, Shabilko. So that's that just starts like, I mean, that's like kind of like icing like cake, but that kind of starts the. So. Megging Michael Bradley has been like one of my favorite highlights I've oh, seen this yeah. year. That's like the one like positive to take out of that first game. We yeah. Meg Michael Bradley. Well, uh, Fabian did. Fabian did. Yeah. yeah. On the left side. Oh, it was beautiful. So just to do it again and then to do it off to start the game winning goal. That's just, that's great. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. Montero. What a beast, man. He was everywhere in this yeah. game. Again, Definitely. like, like, like the, every game he's playing, he's just, yeah, he's everywhere. There's no doubt that the union are going to have to sign him yeah hopefully a multiple year hopefully it's yeah. they can lock in soon like a two-year three-year contract with him he's the guy who next year would be in like jersey consideration as far as like getting mm-hmm. jersey to buy um he's like a like to give a kind of reference to like other mls players like a diego char mm-hmm. like a, a player that just like a, a rock in the midfield yeah all over the place covers lots of ground yeah but he's got he's got great technical ability which he showed on the goal um, so Casper plays the ball across to him. I thought he took a touch to bring it across his body, but as you um, yeah. correctly pointed out, he let it roll across, kind of did a little step yeah. over to let it come over to his right side. Yeah. Perfect one, one-touch one pass back to Montero, like squeeze between two defenders. That was a, that was a great ball for Casper. I mm-hmm. feel like that's not mentioned enough. Like he, he got a perfect ball to him. And then, and then the next finish. Yeah, just played it far post. And, that, and that's what I love this. Yeah, these kind of counterattacking goals, uh, goals where it's just like no one like misses a stride. It's all with you know. Yeah. While they're running full speed, and they just keep going, and, they, and that's how they score. And it's pretty great. Yeah, I'd say Montero's been. He's got to be one of the signings of the year, as far as the league. Not. Oh, okay. I was gonna say for the union. I was like, uh, who would be better? It, uh, would you put Va- Kai Wagner? That's the only one that I think would. Well, and Charlie Leon. <laughs> um, so between Charlie, Kai, and uh, Montero, you got three phenomenal signings. That's true. Um, yeah. And Shabilko, one might argue, is pretty decent as well. That was last year. I'll, I'll put that last year. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Santos is coming along as well. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so 
Um, yeah. So after the, it was two two one. After mm-hmm. that, it, things got a little chippy. Yeah. It got a little, kind of a uh, turned to a kind of a scrap just to kill the game, and that's kind of what you want to see on the as road the, and, out on, and as the winning team. You you love seeing yeah. that stuff. As the winning team, you, you, it drives you crazy once with you to pull put your hair out of your head. Your hair out of your head, but uh, and it's kind of like the reverse of that first game. We were. Yeah pulling the hair of our heads yeah. during the first game, watching Bradley oh, crap up that game. Dude, and Bradley yelled at the ref so many times that game. It drove me crazy. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think we got to that pettiness and brattiness that Bradley got to in the first game. Yeah. I mean, you could, I mean, maybe Shaboka with his, uh, but that was just one antics. time. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. They, yeah. The, yeah. So yeah, Shaboka, he gets subbed off, doesn't go off, arguing with the ref, telling him to look at some call and, Next thing you know, Shabilko gets a yellow after being subbed off. Yeah, that was interesting. You don't see that a lot. You don't see it a lot. (laughs) It's another level of skill that the union didn't have. Right. Um, We're learning. We're We're learning every way you can get a yellow card. (laughs) That's awesome. There's some chippiness. Uh, Matt Doyle pointed out in his thing on MLS soccer that... um, It's got an article. But it was in like an essay. (laughs) (laughs) So he put an article and everything about each team and the thing he said about the union this week was that we have a grittiness or a bite that we haven't had before by having Montero where and he pointed out that on their on our second goal their right back had stepped off the field because he was hurt and that's exactly where we went after mm-hmm. Montero played the ball right into that space where their right back left because he was hurt and that's where Casper ran into and and then the rest it was history and so that, it's just kind of a a bite that the union really have now that um, like we don't care. We're going to go. We're going to get our goals. We're going to, I don't know, attack you where it hurts. Yeah. And it, and that shows some of the intelligence that some of these new guys sh- have, like Montero and Shabilko. They just can read the game so quickly and know exactly where to attack and where to be that I don't I don't think we've had previous years as well. Yeah. And as aside from the grittiness, that that kind of vision and, and intelligence. Yeah. Um so the game was pretty smooth. There was there was an issue that kept come uh, came up a couple times and it was communication with Cornell. So he likes to come off the line. But there were two two very dangerous times where the communication was not clear to his defenders. Mm-hmm. Once was with Bedoya and in classic Bedoya form he turned around and screamed at him. And then the other time was with Trusty, and him and Trusty had a big collision. Right, and that should have been a goal, honestly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Toronto, Josie got the ball and kind of tried to play it back, and Cornell was the one who made the recovery to kick it out for mm-hmm. a corner. But yeah, just kind of interesting. Um, so it's kind of a glad he's been in, and he's and he's kind he's, of yeah, he's survived, made some crazy well. saves. Yeah, yeah, but. I think I think the defense will be glad to see Blake coming back, right? Because we're playing a very good team in Seattle next week. Yeah, and you need that kind of uh, familiarity. Yeah, if if those things are coming up. Yeah. Um. So so just something something as we kind of move on. I wonder if that's kind of caught the eye of Tanner as the summer transfer window comes up. If we want, if if he was thinking about maybe letting Blake go and keeping Cornell as a number yeah. one or freeze as a or, one or Leon as a number one. I mean, maybe it just means, uh, when freeze is ready, he just becomes the number two. If, yeah, if that that's, if, if, if that's such a big deal to mm-hmm. Tanner and, and Curtin, but yeah, and I, I would know. love to hear, um, or, or to find out about the communication between the defenders and Leon to see if that's been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see if, I don't even yeah. know his name. <laughs> Charlie, 
Johnny Man Bun. Yeah, <laughs> they had a behind the scenes video that they put out on their Twitter and curtains talking and hyping up the team and getting all pumped. And who's right next to Curtin standing there? His boy Charlie. His boy Charlie. <laughs> guy's been on fire. He's got the offense firing. And it's because they have all this practice shooting against him. You know, they gotta finish the right Fresh side. blood. Fresh blood they got they gotta put their balls in right and <laughs> and he's the guy who's making it all work. So um Man, you're gonna have a Charlie on Jersey man of the year. Yeah, if they were, yeah, they just started auctioning off the Parley kits, but uh, that was, I think, before he got here because that was man. Charlie did not actually join the union until May first. The Parley kits were for the Earth Day games, so right, right, right. two weeks before. Hmm. But uh, it doesn't mean I can't have one personally made. No, yeah, yeah, do it. And so, um, <laughs> so we've talked about pretty much all of the. Toronto game. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> Luke's got one thing. Here, I want to so. talk about something. So, uh, like we mentioned, we were live tweeting from the Bro League game account for the game. And uh, I may have made a uh, a hot take, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I'd say I guess it was a hot take uh, from that account uh, during the game. Uh, I... <laughs> I, sh- I should have tweeted it, I guess, but I, I no, made it. No, it was good. It was good. We've yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Go ahead. So I, I I compared Brandon Aronson to Ben Simmons uh, as far as their shooting abilities. And so as you all have heard, because you've listened to every pos- podcast very closely, we've talked about how Aronson was phenomenal. We love Aronson. Luke has yeah, Aronson's I have his jersey. jersey. Yeah. So there's I, no, no ill will to him. No ill will. And to throw in there, I... I no, it will Ben Simmons. I, I love him too. If I had, yeah. if I ever had any six jersey, it would be his. Yeah, um, but we've talked about how he's just so young right now. He's eighteen years old. He's yeah. still a young uh, young man. He's not even fully developed as a growing human being, and so he just doesn't have that muscle to like fire off a good shot. And there's been a couple times where yeah. he's had the ball in the box and his shots kind of just been not as great as it could have been. Right, like a, if in. Three, three or four years from now, if he gets these same chances, he he should be burying them. Oh yeah, and I and I and I know he's worked. I feel like when we've seen uh, like reports about uh, when when guys are at the trainings that like they say like Aronson's staying late, staying late to you know work on some shooting drills, and like I feel like I've heard, I've seen that multiple times, and it, so it's, it's definitely something that he we know he's working on, but it's something that he it's one of his weaknesses. Yeah. And so I just I I obviously like, Ben Simmons has that weakness <laughs> too. So it's obviously a little different because Ben Simmons doesn't even shoot. But yeah. and they play I, different sports. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely apples <laughs> and oranges. It's not a it's it's a pretty lame tweet. I gar- I give you no, that. that was it was, like, it was just like a, a joke tweet. I don't think it needed to be taken that seriously. Uh, I'm sorry if I offended anyone or made anyone upset, but. Uh, no, we're we're, the, we're 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 all Philly fans. I felt yeah. like we could yeah make little little jokes about our guys. You don't need to apologize. That's a good tweet. It got some good action, good commentary. That's what we like. People to didn't see. like it though. Well, <laughs> so it's that's not good commentary, but they got commentary, and you want that business coming your way. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So that was from Luke. That was from Luke, <laughs> not from AJ. Yeah, um, and also it wasn't from Bradley Game, so I don't want to want to bury them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. So so that's pretty much all for that game. Um, so we're gonna take a quick break, a uh, little advertising break, and then we're gonna come back. We've got some goodbyes, a welcome, talk about some things outside the union with the union, uh, puppy yoga, 
and then we're going to preview the Seattle game. So enjoy this. All right. Welcome back to the Doopy Brothers podcast, episode number 16. We just finished up talking about the uh, Toronto game, and now we're going to get into some f- other topics. Topics. The first one is some sad goodbyes. Yeah. Yeah. So the transfer window ended. It was last Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, Tuesday. Yeah, know. whatever. The news kept coming out. Yeah, you like know. Tuesday I don't know what it was. But I didn't expect any uh, union-related news to come out of it. I, I felt like we would just kind of stick with what we got. And, right, you're you know, in first place. What needs to be done? Right, right into the, the summer window and maybe make some moves then. But even then, I, did, I didn't expect anything. I don't I don't expect anything uh, uh, big. But I, maybe that was also before the trades. I thought that. But so what happened was... We let... Or we, we sent... David Akam to the crew. Yeah. And and Derek Jones to Nashville. Nashville, who will be in the MLS next year. Right. So Mike might be seeing him on the field. We might not. You don't really know what Yeah, him. it's where they like they bought him, but then they loaned him to Nashville's USL team. Yes. Yeah, so I, I still don't get how all that's set up because they have a USL team, but they're gonna have an MLS team, but it's still, they're still gonna have a USL team. Yeah, don't really know. Whatever. But but hopefully hopefully that's good for Derek Jones. Like yeah. Change the scenery. Maybe he can uh, practice better. And yeah, there's the some field. there's some with him that like maybe he was partying a lot and it didn't yeah, I mean, give his best to the team and all that kind of stuff. But we, it's all just kind of speculation. I don't want we don't, probably shouldn't get into that. We don't know anything. So yeah. Well, but yeah. hopefully it's just a, a what, in what, general a fresh start for him and he can get playing time. And what we do know though is that we were there for his last. Union affiliated right. performance. Yeah, yeah. We at the uh, Loudon versus Bethlehem Steel. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to John Christoffi. Yeah. He gave, <laughs> us, he gave us a little inside info. Yeah. Because I forgot about it. Because he was there also. He was there also. <laughs> Sitting yeah. next to us. <laughs> and Jones was busy megging, nutmegging guys. Yeah. He got a couple nutmegs in that game, and but it wasn't enough to keep him on the first team. So let him go. And David Akam. Didn't really fit our system. Yeah, he, he had a, a good start to this, this season, so we thought maybe you could turn it around. Um, I wasn't against keeping him, but this also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he. I mean, Tanner seems to have a plan. Um, I don't think anyone can argue against a plan at this point, right? Because exactly. Obviously, it's yielding good results. Yeah, and every move he's made has been spot on. Yeah, and so he's got this guy Com who is a is an asset but not making making the team right now right like, yeah he's, he filled he's, in for a couple games had mm-hmm. a couple goals so he increases value yeah and so why not try to get rid of him now rather than keep him for the whole year not let him get i mean yeah if he stayed with us he'd probably maybe score like at best three more goals yeah just a know. couple more goals <coughs> yeah and yeah, so it's it just shows that Tanner is kind of that has that kind of German efficiency and ruthlessness that he kind of doesn't have any uh, emotional attachment to these players. So he, he sees he has high value at this exact moment and he doesn't fit future plans. So let's see what we can do with him. Yeah, and if you're not if you're not regularly making the eighteen, if you're not at that level, then why are you yeah. gonna be here? And we can if get five hundred thousand and. And Tam, Gam, whatever, and uh, international spot. spot like that. Also, that's a pretty valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's do that because we obviously aren't going to make up the full one million and plus in in what we bought him for. But right. you know, we can make back a decent amount of that. Yeah, nice little chunk. Yeah, 
And so now, now that we got rid of those two, plus some little wiggle room with the international spot, mm-hmm. a little money, do you think there might be another move coming in the summer? And I guess we don't really know, but if there was a big move coming, what area of the field would do you think it would be on? Um, so I, I think it's been said, but I think it's got to be either... It's it's probably I feel like it's one of three spots. It's either another striker, it's a right back or a defensive midfielder. Okay. So yeah, so either like a long term Harris replacement for like a, a true defensive midfielder, uh, a right back for you know a right guy upgrade, and then just another like like a a real top level striker. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I think I would go. I think yeah. I would go striker. Despite our committee doing well right yeah, now, yeah, I, I love the guys we, we have. I know that they're doing well, but like, if you look at them, you don't look at them and think, "Okay, we got a game plan around this guy. Right. We got a game plan around this." It's okay. You got some speed. Okay, all right. You got a guy who's got a couple, couple good finishes, but no one's been a a proven twenty goal scorer. And who knows if Tanner's going to be able to go out and find find someone who's going to be able to score 20 goals in MLS next year and, I don't know, 10 for the second half of the year this year or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's where I would go. Or, like you said, the right back to replace Gaddis. But it all depends, I'd say, on Mbezo's development also. Right, right. So for striker, I threw this out there in our little group chat with their dad. Do you... I also want to say this because I want to take credit if it actually happens. Do you think Bobby Wood would be that striker? Oh yeah, you said Bobby Wood. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No. Um, no. Because he's don't. like I, I I mean I could see the appeal. He he's a national team player and he has the Tanner connection too. Okay. But I don't see him as like I, I've never he's like I feel like I see him as, as a he's I feel like he's always equal to Josie in international. Yeah. I yeah, I yeah. I don't know. I've just never been a big Bobby Wood fan. Yeah. And I've seen him score some decent goals too, but for some reason I can never latch on to him as like that's the guy I want. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's injured a lot, so you don't see him as much as right. we can. Yeah. So that's a factor. There's but, another guy, Wooten. Oh yeah, never heard he, of him though. He's that, been uh, Tansy threw him out or yeah, threw his name out. He's been lighting up the uh second division in Germany, right. like seventeen goals or and something. We, we love those lower division German players. And, that's, so. and so that's what I was just thinking. Like that that kind of fits the mold of where we're finding these gems. Um that wouldn't be so much of a hidden gem since but we know his name. Bobby Wood's team is getting relegated to the second division, so so he could be a lower maybe division. That could be what we're looking for. <laughs> he's becoming our the player we want. Um but yeah, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, so it's a little ways off. But goodbye to David Akam and Derek Jones. Yeah. Welcome, Mitchie Galena. And you had kind of talked about this. Yeah, um, from the yeah, because we, like we said, we saw that steel yeah. game, and we he had a brace. It was like two goals within like five minutes. He, yeah. And we've noticed. I mean, he's been a very noticeable player yeah. for the last two years. Yeah. Last year he had a you know another solid season, and yeah, he's a guy that. Definitely looked like he has MLS skills. Yeah, just... And he's young. Yeah, he's 18. Which I didn't realize how young he was. Yeah. But he's a guy, he's just having fun out there. He gets the ball on his foot. Technical, will try to beat you. Um, I, I liked how Tanner said... Like, Tanner's so honest. He said, oh, yeah, he's a great player. 
But he also said he's got to develop a lot still. Mm-hmm. So he's not trying to blow wind up our butts saying, right. this is a star signing. Don't worry. This is kind of right. going to be the savior of all of our striker right. misses or whatever for the from the past. This is the guy. He's saying, yeah, this is a good young prospect. He's got a lot of room to grow. But here are some places where he's got to grow. He's got to grow in where he picks his defensive uh, assignments. He's got to work on his finishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that Tanner's so on, honest with there's, that. There's also a cool quote from Curran that I, I, I want to say to George oh, yeah. tweeted out uh, that he's like the second most like threatening guy, like one-on-one with the defender behind El Cino. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty high praise too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's some good so That's pretty cool. So... I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't get to see him with the first. I'd like yeah. to see him as like a, a late game sub. Also, I think. Yeah, like I feel like it, it, it'll be pretty rare. We still have a, a, a good amount of strikers and attacking players to get in there ahead of him. But hopefully, we, maybe we'll get some a U.S. Open Cup shot or something. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, I think. Yeah, I think there will be a place for him this season. I think yeah. he will start seeing some minutes at some point. Um, again, depending on the summer transfer window when we bring in. Uh, Drood or something. Drood. That'd be the guy. Oh, that's that's I root for. Oh yeah. There there is a lot of I remember you you tweeted out a a list. There's a list of guys who are like some big names who yeah. are all available and kind of at the end of their European career possibly. Yeah, like in uh, the James right Milner, right time where they can do MLS, yeah. Um Drood. But yeah, I'm I was an Arsenal guy I'd take Drood. Yeah. There's uh, a lot that people that agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, Mitchie, uh, Naglina, if you, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to advertise another podcast, but <laughs> he, he was on the union little pitch side podcast. It, was, it made me happy that the union signed him Yeah, because just hearing him and where he came from and just, he's like supporting his family right now. It's just cool to see the union finding a guy like that. And it makes you happy to listen to him. And so just kind of as a human interest thing, I'm like, oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, let's sign him. Not that other guys aren't like that, but. Oh, yeah, that's, it's always cool to hear stories like that. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I didn't listen to that, but I'll, I'll give that listen tomorrow or sometime soon. Or just listen to us again. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've already listened to us. I'm, I am us. I am us. Uh, so U20 World Cup is coming up. Cool. Cool for the union is that two guys got called up. Matt Riel and Mark McKenzie. Yeah. And there was some, I'm kind of like a little bothered by it though. Why? So those, I'm glad they're called up, but Brendan Aronson wasn't, which is, I get it. There's a lot of guys in line, but these guys aren't playing first team minutes and Aronson is. Yeah. But it's just, I think it's just positional. I mean, I, I get that, but I don't know. I don't know. Someone, I forget who tweeted out something about, you know, it's great that the U20 team is calling up guys based on guys who are actually playing. And I wanted to reply, but I didn't. I didn't. But just saying, like, the guys from the union aren't playing first team minutes. So I mean, McKenzie played so many minutes last year. Like, it's just injury and, and Elliot feeling well this year. That That's what's keeping him. But he's definitely a first team player. I guess, but he's not. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean he's not breaking our 11. So yeah. I'm just saying, like... That, that's just my thing is like if these guys aren't breaking the Philadelphia Union 11, you're telling me that there's not a left back and a center back who are, are not better than them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not trying to like downplay our guys. It was just it was just something that I was just thinking like I'm excited for them. It's great. But 
I'm also just kind of like, man, like Aronson has broken through. He's playing first team minutes. He's he's one of the best players on our team at this point. And he sees these two guys behind him who aren't playing. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but it's still it's just positional. There's so many guys in the midfield that are are also really good. At, and they're like it's a lot of like your guys playing in Europe right now that are on that team. So it's I don't think there's much you can argue against players over Aronson right now. And because uh, he never got caught up to any other team. Yes, leading up to this, so like the coach yeah. is more familiar with those other guys. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just sounds like I'm arguing against Real and McKenzie, and I don't have enough knowledge of other left backs and center backs, but it's just hard to imagine that. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah, I mean, okay. I know they're I good and young, but you, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, that was a downer, yeah, yes. uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how to argue against you, but. Mackenzie has been an he he's an incredible talent and we all know that and I I kind of was has been more down on Real but he's been a captain of this U twenty team so he has promise according to at least according to Tab Ramos so there's something there in those guys so I think maybe I think this World Cup is going to prove to you that those guys are worth worth it yeah so at that point I am excited for the World Cup that we do have two guys playing who we haven't really gotten to see for the Union and who. Hopefully we'll get to see, and then hopefully their value will rise, whether it's for our team or maybe it's even like Mackenzie gets a look from a European club who's looking for a yeah. young center back to... I mean, yeah, we going into the season, we all thought Mackenzie was going to be the higher-valued like prospect over Trusty, mm-hmm. and I feel like it just comes down to the fact that he played on the right side and Elliot has been playing so incredibly that mm-hmm. he just isn't getting that chance to get back in the lineup. So I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Wow. So let's talk about puppies. All right. So <laughs> let's bring this. Okay. So, and I, I asked the union this and they haven't gotten back to me, I guess, cause it's late and on a Monday, Tuesday. Is night. it really that urgent? Uh, <laughs> but if you go to the Philadelphia union website, there's there's a big thing. No, it's not <laughs> it's big. Huge. It just popped up, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is awesome!" Puppy yoga with Kai Wagner. So I don't know when it is, so I can't really even speak to it. I can tell you who's teaching it. I can tell you what time it is, but I don't know what day it is. So I'm not going to give you the other info because you kind of <laughs> just need to know what day it is. Um, but so I'm going to ask you this question: What gets you more excited for yoga? Doing it with Kai Wagner or doing it with puppies? I love Kai Wagner, but I'm going to say puppies. You're going to say puppies? That's, I'm going to go Kai Wagner. Because that's cool, but I'd rather uh, talk to Kai Wagner. If I'm doing yoga, I want a puppy to jump on me. That's are fun. You, so, I don't want Kai Wagner to jump on me. Are you not allowed to talk during yoga? I don't think so. It's more like I, I don't do yoga, but I feel like it's a lot of just... Doing the activities and keeping like up with the instructor, and if he's the instructor, you don't talk to the instructor. That's kind of weird. No, he's not the instructor. He's okay. just there. They're okay, the yeah, but like Alan. Okay, then I don't know. If you can talk to him, then like all thirty people in that class are going to try to talk to him. So that's going to be tough. Well, yeah, I can just I can just talk to him first. <laughs> I can be closest. Act like I'm really bad at yoga and just talk to him. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, so I, yeah, so I don't know. Puppy <laughs> yoga, uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Come to come to America, come play for the Union. 
Oh yeah, we're gonna have you do yoga with puppies, and we're gonna advertise it on the union website. <laughs> and you're gonna do that if that's something we thought we'd be talking about in this season. Uh, you know, you know that's what happens when you're in first place. You don't have much to complain about. And you just talk about yoga. <laughs> All right, Without moving it. on. Unless anything else you want to talk about with the yoga story, <laughs> let's let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right. So I was kind of thinking we got some good stuff coming our way. Um, so I've got five things that uh to be excited about. And there's obviously more, but I, I broke it down to five. Um, and I deleted all of the ones about Charlie Leon because obviously that's the number one. <laughs> so I had six things I were excited about Charlie Leon, but I deleted them. So what are you most excited for? Here are the five. Andre Blake's return, a new brewery coming out, and, and they keep kind of putting out news. Mm-hmm. The U-20 call-ups, and, as, and including... Uh, Fabian, Marco Fabian was just announced that he made the pre-Gold Cup roster for okay. Mexico. Throw that in there. So it's including call-ups. So you have Blake's return, Brewery, call-ups. Our attackers, Fabian, Sergio, are getting to full strength. That's number four. And number five is the summer transfer possibilities with cash, spots open, and international spot. So what are you most excited for? That hmm. is good. All right, I'm gonna I'll, I'll rank them. I'm gonna go with number one being the brewery. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna it's just something that that area needs mm-hmm. uh, from a game perspective, and hopefully and hopefully more importantly for the Chester community, the little little new business can start. You know, maybe some some positive progress there. Um, I, and I just think that it's fun. I love breweries. It's that'll be a great time to. Great thing to go to before yeah, a game and stuff. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think that. So that I personally am more exci- most excited for. Uh, next thing would be summer transfer possibilities for me. Okay. Just because of uh, where our mind, minds can wander for those <laughs> things, you know. Uh-huh. Dream big. <laughs> so that's kind of fun just to think about. Um, next, I'm going to say the call-ups. The just call-ups. Man, okay. Mainly the U20 World Cup because... Mm-hmm. It's as much as I love Marco Fabian, I, it's tough to root for Mexico. It's just cool yeah. to see him, but I'm never, you know, it's yeah, kind of tough to root for them. Fair. But it's, it is very cool to see him. Hopefully he gets into the Gold Cup. And hopefully we can see him play, you know, on the other side of the U.S. bracket and, you know, see him play against in games that don't really matter yeah. as far as U.S. Uh, perspective. And then, but yeah, the U- U20 World Cup, I think that's going to be fun. I think that's uh, could be a fun tournament. And you, you, we usually do pretty well in those, so we can see mm-hmm. them go pretty far. And I feel like McKenzie and Real could be a pretty, you know, instrumental in those teams. Yeah, I bet Shabalko's give them lots of advice as far as like restaurants to go to. In oh, Poland. it's Poland, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's cool. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next, I'm gonna go Blake's return, just because. I I mean, Coronel has been doing great. Freeze did great when he was there, but I think he's. You know, with those thing, those communication things we talked about with uh, Coronel, and you know, maybe he could have made that save that Coronel missed in the, the the free kick. I think Blake just gives another level to this team. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the last thing I'll say, full strength attacker is just because you know we've been winning, we've been scoring goals, like we've been good with what we have. You know, the the goals have been spread around. That uh, I think a full strength just is a great addition, but it's not like. It's to me, it's not as exciting as the other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I got. What do you, what what would you how would you rank those? 
Uh, I don't really feel like breaking them. Okay, no, it's fine. <laughs> I just I just end podcast. This is over. Yeah, no, wait. <laughs> no, I was thinking about. It. I was like, uh, I mean, your your rankings are all pretty good. Yeah, okay. the, the brewery, um, yeah. the call ups. I'm not. I'm I'm. I think on. once the once the U twenty World Cup starts, and we see those guys get in there, and also if it works out that it's, we're able to watch those games, I don't know how the time time frame, time right. difference will work. Yeah, that's but gonna be interesting. That you, I for me, I always get into those kind of things, and it's really fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of exciting things coming up. I think I think we got. I mean, nothing, nothing but positive news coming out of Positadelphia, right? Positadelphians. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it's a, an established thing by now. Yeah, we're we're, we're killing we're it. it. So before we move on to our Seattle preview, um, I'll fire out a couple of listener questions that were were asked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tweeted out just like a minute before we started recording. So first question was about what about moving Bedoya to right back? And I know we've talked about this before, the idea of getting Bedoya to right back to allow Montero, uh, Aronson, Fabian, Harris, and all of our midfielders mm-hmm. to kind of be involved as well as Bedoya. Yeah. Is that still you, kind of a thought, or what do you what are you thinking you, at this point? You take that first. You, you, you okay, take your, so I, I feel like I took the last take. So yeah, yeah, we're all tired of Luke talking, <laughs> um, especially me. <laughs> so I I I don't really care to see that at this point because we're doing fine as is, um, and I'm not and and you everyone knows well uh, everyone knows <laughs> that I'm not a big Gaddis guy. Yeah, but at this point, I think Bedoya has just been cleaning up a lot, kind of really just being a great connecting pass piece in the midfield. I don't think we need to mess with that at this point. I think if we lose two games in a row, maybe three games in a row, then you might look at something like one where the goals coming from, are they coming from that right back spot? Do we need to make a change? Probably. And then, uh, is the midfield not working and functioning as it is, but I would keep a where he is at this point and I wouldn't worry about moving him. Yeah, it's a good idea to get all those players in the same spot or onto the field. All those midfielders, we got the talent. But I think right now, I don't think it's worth messing with just to get Gaddis off the field. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's I think it's just a good option to have. I don't think it's something that we need to force Bedoya into playing a new position. And Now, if we're down this weekend, 2-1... Oh yeah, no, that's a, yeah. Minute. I'm saying I that's. that's a, a, I, I think we go for that. I, yeah, I think that's a great adjustment. That's a too. great thing to have in the back pocket. Yeah, I think you know what. Throw a senior in there and take Gaddis off, and then, or I guess that's also that's maybe negating the players we wanted to fit into the roster. Right. But that's a yeah, it's a great look to have. But yeah, yeah I don't think it's worth forcing Bedoya into that role because it's like, it's if, it's if maybe if Gaddis goes down, yeah, and maybe and Bezo isn't ready to perform at like every week as a starting right back. Maybe we put Bedoya into that role because he's a veteran. He can, he can figure it out maybe better, but yeah, right now I don't think that's def- that's something we should yeah. you know, look for. Yeah. I think it's a good in-game adjustment. I don't think we'd start with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another, another quick question turned into a little conversation on the Twitter food spots of talent. <laughs> uh, this, and now this is more of what we can speak to because we don't have the, you know, player interviews and stuff like that. We're just right. a fan podcast. Two guys unaffiliated with the team. We're going to talk about what food do we like to eat at the at the stadium. But your answer is not going to be exciting, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I know what we eat. 
It's wherever the line is shortest. Right. Uh, yep. <laughs> wherever you get the quickest food because I am too anxious to like enjoy food while I'm watching a union game. So I have to scarf down like a hot dog or whatever before the game starts and I'm good. Yeah. Our usual tr- tradition is we get up to uh, Pennsylvania. We drive up from Fredericksburg up to Pennsylvania, get there at lunchtime Saturday. We go to a pizza spot. We get pizza and wings, eat, eat a bunch during the afternoon. Then we go up to the stadium, drink some beer. Eat probably a hot dog. Usually, usually we yeah. get hot dogs and a round of beer. Yeah, it's like the Union Dog. I think I don't yeah. know what. It's kind of just one of those g- generic concession stands. I don't know if it's even yeah. called anything. Whatever. It's the short. It's just whatever's the shortest line. Yeah, we, we just we're anxious. That's the goal. <laughs> we got some anxiety going on about this game, and we want to get into our seats. Yeah, if it was like a baseball game, I'd be trying to find like the best food spot. Like, but I a Union game, I'm, I'm too. Uh, yeah, too focused. There were some good shout outs though. There's a. Uh, Blue taco. Yeah, I, I haven't tried that. Definitely worth trying. Someone said pink taco. Might mm, be that's that. something else. <laughs> um, so Let's keep our, keep, going, keep our um, clean rating in this one. Uh, so might be worth um, checking out those places. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a new burger place. I, oh, uh, Zach's Burger. Good burger. No, 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 no good no, burger. No, Home no. of the good burger. It's no, that's not it either. It's Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was it? I think Zach's is a new one this year. Okay. I think I've yeah. heard. I I also haven't tried it, but we've heard it's uh could be good. Yeah, so maybe for a steel game, that'd be a good time to go yeah. explore some. Oh yeah, a good if, double if header. They, yeah, if they have something open. Yes. Yeah. When we went to the last USL game, they only had shut one. down like everything else. In yeah. The <laughs> so, um, another question was which U.S. Open Cup team with a union affiliated player are you most excited for, other than the union? So like we got a bunch of union players like scattered around. Which which US Open Cup team are you kinda like watching and hoping they do well? Okay, for wait, with a union player? Yeah. So like uh my answer is gonna be probably Tampa Bay. Okay, I feel yeah, like that's the only team I could think of. Oh, okay. Oh <laughs> uh, okay, well there's also I gotta San San Antonio. Mm-hmm. About uh like is Reno in it right now? Don't they have some union players or uh Oh they had Hopeno, but now he's on Tampa oh, Bay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh we should have done some research before this. Yeah, that, that's a tough question. So so I guess we're both saying Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay sounds like. I think Raymond Lee's on one of these teams. I saw him. I think he's on like Greenville or some like random team. I saw he scored a goal. Let me let me leave my Charlie Leon page and find where Raymond Lee is because that's. I'm not looking forward to see him though, but. Nothing found. Why didn't. Oh, well. I don't know. My computer broke. <laughs> um, or Raymond Lee's not. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that was a kind of a cool question. So US Open's going on. Not uh, a good answer, but cool question. <laughs> not, not a good answer, cool question. All right, next up, last thing we got going on tonight, and we gotta finish this up. How we've been going for a long time. Yeah. Um we got Seattle coming up this week. And I gotta tell you, so <coughs> this is a big game. You gotta get out of town for this one. Granted, me and Luke, I don't know if we're gonna get up to it because we have our own game Sunday morning at nine AM. Yeah. So scheduling doesn't work out for us. But otherwise the union have been hooked up with good schedule because they play these tough teams after those teams are coming up a midweek game. Yeah. Toronto played midweek at Atlanta at Atlanta. They came to play us. Uh, Seattle plays home against Orlando, which we almost prefer them to be at home right now because that's on the other side of the country. Right. And so it's further away from the union. So you figure they play on Wednesday. They travel Thursday. Mm-hmm. They rest Friday and then they have a game Saturday. I mean, with MLS traveling, they could be right Friday night. Right, you, yeah. you, you never know. So, yeah, it's a big <laughs> game against a, a tough 
Western Conference team at home, but yeah, right now it's uh, according to the power rankings, it's number two, which is Seattle, Seattle against number three, which is us. Union number three in the MLS power rankings, yeah. and I think, well, no, yeah, I mean that's two versus three in the power rankings. That's it's, doesn't get much bigger than that, right? One versus two would be, but that's true. That's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> or an MLS case, one versus one. If you have two first place teams, like they think you Union and United are, yeah. Strikers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, All right. Yeah, so what, what strikers do you want to see starting um, for Union? So definitely, side? I want to see Shabilko. Uh, Shabilko is a given. You yeah. got to you got to play Shabilko right though. Right. Yeah. Now. I. I still, I still want to see Santos start a game. I don't know if that means like he has to use the force him against force him into the lineup right now, but I, he has to start games soon. And because he's he's this top signing we made, like he has to get into these games. He, he can't just be a super sub. I don't think. Um. So I, I, I still want to say I want to see Santos in. Yeah, and and the only thing with starting Santos is that means Fafa is probably not starting at this point. Well, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the one, one for one. Right. Right. And, and I just think Fafa brings so much to the, to the game as far as his hustle and stuff. And I truly think he just wears down defenders because even though his touch isn't always perfect and his finishing abilities isn't perfect, he's a player that the other team can't let go. They can't ignore him. Yeah, that's so um, true. And so he wears them down, and then I think, you know, guys like Santos and El Sino come in and benefit from Fafa's work, even though Fafa isn't the one always scoring the goals. I think he he should get some credit for, for that. So I, I, I think you're like still... A, like a tertiary assist. Yeah, that's what I was trying yeah, to think of. Yeah, MLS should add another assist column. Yeah, just like a guy who, you know, in the background making things happen, yeah. but didn't really have a direct impact on the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Fafa award. <laughs> So I'd say strikers, I think he still starts Chabilko and Fafa mm-hmm. at home, and then you bring in Santos. Any other lineup changes you, would you make? No, nah, I mean, we're going home. Um, I mean, obviously, Leon in goal. <laughs> uh, Blake as backup or some version of that. <laughs> it's going to be weird when... Uh, so Blake starts, Cordell on the bench. Where's Leon? I guess he's just eating hot dogs from the generic union vendor. Like one of the one of us, like one of the bros. <laughs> See if he's available to hang out with. Um, oh, but man. yeah, I think everything else you just keep the same. I don't, looks like we're pretty healthy. Yeah, Aronson uh, or Fabian? Fabian. Fabian. I think we just get him, get him uh, more minutes. Yeah, more minutes. Get him back mm-hmm. in game shape. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think yeah, he definitely looked a little rusty in the in Toronto game, but he also took off like a month because of injuries. So right, got to get him back in there, and, and hopefully he can uh, he can shine. And I think he'll. Based on what I remember him against uh, L.A., he was playing really well in L.A., and mm-hmm. I kind of felt like he was stepping up to a challenge, a Western Conference team. Um, that team, L.A., obviously had a lot of talent and some star players on it. Seattle's kind of in that boat as a top Western Conference team. Yeah, a little of star power, but, yeah, definitely a, a top team, a top challenger. Yeah, so I think I think Fabian will kind of see that as a challenge that mm-hmm. he wants to rise up to. So score prediction. Oh, uh, shoot. Okay. Um, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win 1-0. 1-0. 1-0. It's going to be a nail-biter. 
No, 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 no. It's going to be one of those like electric back to back. Who's uh, going to score? Who's going to score? Who's going to score? Oh, yellow card. What? Oh, my Whoa, God. Yellow card. Throw in. Harris is pointing. It's <laughs> my favorite. It's going to be crazy, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Just you wait. Uh, so I think um, I think Shabelka is going to score. Shabelka will get back. Yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, he's, he's had a little bit of a slide this last game. He didn't score. Great assist. Yeah. And a uh, secondary assist, kind of. I'm just saying. He's he slumped. <laughs> So I, I think we're going to win. Uh, I'll give us a... I'll go big. 3-1 win. Okay. Yeah. I think I think we get goals from... I think Fafa does get the goal this week. Nice. Um, I'll say Fabian gets a goal. Nice. And I'll go Santos for the third. Okay. So kind of a big three score. He's scoring for a Seattle. Uh, who cares? Rodan's had a couple... Yeah, not him. Wonder strikes. He's not, not going to score another goal. I'll yeah. say Morris gets a goal because yeah, Montero. We all ever were doing. Yeah, yeah. Should be a good game. Hopefully the crowd's good. Hopefully the weather's good. Hopefully yeah. a lot of people uh, cheer on our union. It's it's unlikely that the Doopy brothers will be there, but we're kind of debating on a lot of driving in one day and yeah. getting home late. I don't know. It it, I feel like it could be a game that could be worth it, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um. All right. Well, I think that's all for us for now. We've been going for a long time. Sometimes it feels like it's just not long enough, though. <laughs> You're all There's always there. next week. There's <laughs> always next week. Um, so thanks for listening. Uh, give us a rating. Let us know what you guys think. Um, new stickers will be coming out soon. Yeah, at um, some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get we'll get to it. Yeah. We'll love you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. We'll see you after the Seattle game. Bye, guys.